0: It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton.
1: And welcome aboard, Dennis and Brady Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports uh, Podcast. Uh, And uh, a lot of ground to uh, cover again because we're right in the thick of uh, March uh, Madness. We wrapped up the hockey playoffs already this week. Um, We've got uh, the girls' district finals uh, tonight, so we'll have semifinal games to talk about that took place on uh, Wednesday. The boys wrapping up the regular season this week. We saw some games, and then their districts will begin on uh, Monday. So a lot of fun.
2: Yes, yes it is, and I know it's a little crazy to think about, but baseball and softball is not that far away. There are games scheduled for the end of this month, and just a little reminder, if you have your schedule ready, send it our way. Yep. Just eat, Whether you just tweet it out, that's good enough, or our emails are on our site. It's just our names at GetStuckOnSports.com. So just send it our way because we're going to compile our master schedule and figure out where the heck we're going because baseball and softball is the notoriously hardest season to get the schedule for and get the scores for. And that's another <laughs> point. I don't care if you're a player, parent, coach, if you're during baseball and or any season, if you just want to tweet us a score and say, Team A, 7, Team B, 4. Cool. It's just because especially with the MAC or the BWAC too, the BWAC, it's really hard to get baseball scores. Yes, it is. So, but always, uh, all
1: I ask is that you're accurate.
2: Yes, just be right, and yeah. And if you want it, if you have stats, great. But just, just throwing that out there. Um, we, we need a little help <laughs> during baseball and softball. We need,
1: we need a lot of help, but not necessarily with <laughs> the the sports end of it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Anyways, uh, that being uh, said um let's take a break and then let's get to it yeah we got a lot to talk about
3: when you run with us on a gator utv the engine has your full attention the herd takes notice and the trail meets its match because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet nothing runs like a deer
7: again magna.com forward slash careers get a fresh start with magna international today
3: finding that missing shin guard remembering whether it's a home or away game getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day why are simple things sometimes so complicated thankfully with auto owners insurance doesn't have to be one of them we work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things like not being that fan. Oh, come on, Ref. That's simple human sense. For all your real
1: estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com.
0: If you're not listening to Get Stuck on Sports.com, <laughs> that's a personal foul. <laughs> your kids, your schools, your sports.
1: All right, you're back with uh, Dennis and Brady Tri County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports uh, podcast. And uh, we'll start uh, with hockey, right? Yep. You saw the end of the Port on Northern season.
2: It was a little bit of a disappointing end uh, to a good Lons Cruz Unified team.
1: You know, uh, I, I went into the postseason, Brady, uh, looking at the, the two regionals that we were covering and thinking that we, we really had a chance to get not just one team into a quarterfinal, but two teams into a quarterfinal, and it just didn't really work out the the way that I had hoped. No. Like hockey was the one that everybody threw a a monkey wrench
3: into.
2: Yeah, and this is actually the first sport that we've covered from last year's football, both boys and girls' basketball, baseball, softball, that we haven't had a team in a quarterfinal through this season as well.
1: It, it, it started, just real quick recap, I don't, I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on it, but in, in D2, started with Stony Creek beating Thumb Legion, which I thought Legion would win that game, but they didn't have their best player that night, and mm-hmm. that's really, I think, what ended up being the difference in the game. Then Stony Creek almost upset Romeo. They were 38 seconds away from upsetting Romeo, and Romeo ended up winning the regional. Yes. That's how the game can be sometimes. Romeo had to pull their goalie, tie that game up, and then win. It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get
0: Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton.
1: And welcome aboard, Dennis and Brady Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports uh, Podcast. Uh, And uh, a lot of ground to uh, cover again because we're right in the thick of uh, March uh, Madness. We wrapped up the hockey playoffs already this week. Um, We've got uh, the girls' district finals uh, tonight, so we'll have semifinal games to talk about that took place on uh, Wednesday. The boys wrapping up the regular season this week. We saw some games, and then their districts will begin on uh, Monday. So a lot of fun. Yes, yes it is, and I know it's a little crazy to think about,
2: but baseball and softball is not that far away. There are games scheduled for the end of this month, and just a little reminder, if you have your schedule ready, send it our way. Yep. Just eat, Whether you just tweet it out, that's good enough, or our emails are on our site. It's just our names at GetStuckOnSports.com. So just send it our way because we're going to compile our master schedule and figure out where the heck we're going because baseball and softball is the notoriously hardest season to get the schedule for and get the scores for. And that's another <laughs> point. I don't care if you're a player, parent, coach, if you're during baseball and or any season, if you just want to tweet us a score and say, Team A, 7, Team B, 4. Cool. It's just because especially with the MAC or the BWAC too, the BWAC, it's really hard to get baseball scores. Yes, it is. So, but always, uh, all I ask is that
1: you're accurate.
2: Yes, just be right, and yeah. And if you want it, if you have stats, great. But just, just throwing that out there. Um, we, we need a little help <laughs> during baseball and softball. We need,
1: we need a lot of help, but not necessarily with <laughs> the the sports end of it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Anyways, uh, that being uh, said um let's take a break and then let's get to it yeah we got a lot to talk about
3: when you run with us on a gator utv the engine has your full attention the herd takes notice and the trail meets its match because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet nothing runs like a deer
7: again magna.com forward slash careers get a fresh start with magna international today
3: finding that missing shin guard remembering whether it's a home or away game getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day why are simple things sometimes so complicated thankfully with auto owners insurance doesn't have to be one of them we work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things like not being that fan. Oh, come on, Ref. That's simple human sense. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at
1: SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to Get Stuck
0: on Sports.com, <laughs> that's a personal foul. <laughs> your kids, your schools, your sports.
1: All right, you're back with uh, Dennis and Brady Tri County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports uh, podcast. And uh, we'll start uh, with hockey, right? Yep. You saw the end
2: of the Port on Northern season. It was a little bit of a disappointing end uh, to a good Lons Cruz Unified team.
1: You know, uh, I, I went into the postseason, Brady, uh, looking at the, the two regionals that we were covering and thinking that we, we really had a chance to get not just one team into a quarterfinal, but two teams into a quarterfinal, and it just didn't really work out the the way that I had hoped. No. Like hockey was the one that everybody threw a a monkey wrench into.
2: Yeah, and this is actually the first sport that we've covered from last year's football, both boys and girls' basketball, baseball, softball, that we haven't had a team in a quarterfinal through this season as well.
1: It, it, it started, just real quick recap, I don't, I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on it, but in, in D2, started with Stony Creek beating Thumb Legion, which I thought Legion would win that game, but they didn't have their best player that night, and mm-hmm. that's really, I think, what ended up being the difference in the game. Then Stony Creek almost upset Romeo. They were 38 seconds away from upsetting Romeo, and Romeo ended up winning the regional. Yes. That's how the game can be sometimes. Romeo had to pull their goalie, tie that game up, and then win it in overtime. Then Anchor Bay-Marysville was a great hockey game, um, and Anchor Bay scored some ugly goals, and their goaltender made about uh, 4,000 saves in the third period of that game, and and that's kind of where it went awry because then Anchor Bay really didn't give much of a, a fuss to Romeo in the finals. That was the most lopsided game in the whole thing with Romeo winning 4 to nothing. So then in in Division One, Northern played really well and beat Utica. PH lost to Eisenhower, but Northern played really well and beat Eisenhower. And Lance Cruz Unified, you know, they only had to play the one game. They beat Dakota pretty handily. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually, Dakota won their game against St. Clair Shorts. They got outplayed really bad, and their goalie was stellar. Nothing their goalie could do against uh, the, that Lance Cruz Unified team. So that set us up for the game that was played on Wednesday. Again, why we're playing regional semifinal games Saturday and not playing the regional final until Wednesday, I thought that was kind of dumb. But that was the, the cards that we were dealt, uh, and so life goes on. Northern played really well for the first half of the game and then it just kind of got away from them. I know it was a one-goal game after two, but it really started to get away from them the middle of the second period. They got a gift early on, 631 into the game. Matt Monahan, literally from the center ice face-off circle, like right at the dot. He was right at center ice. It was not a hard shot. It was not a bouncing shot. It was not a high shot. It was Right along the ice, he just slithered it right along the ice like a curling throw. And I have (laughs) no idea what the hell the goalie was doing for Lance Cruz Unified. He started way over to his left, and he's like, what am I doing this for? And he reached back with the goal stick to the right, and he actually played the puck into the net. And it was one of the worst goals I've ever seen and one of the most unexpected goals that I've ever seen. And it and I wouldn't even like – even though the puck went in the net and they got a goal, I wouldn't have marked it down as a scoring chance. <laughs> it's like what – if it's saved, it's one
2: of those where in the booth someone goes, well, that's a shot on goal. And they're like, really?
1: It's like, yeah, well, technically. It's, it's like, yeah. Because I, I that even, can happen. I wouldn't even really want yeah, to have credit for a shot on goal there. Um, so Matt Monahan got credit for the goal. Northern's up one to nothing. And I'm thinking, oh, this is perfect. Gets this guy's gotta be rattled right now. Mm-hmm. Go and get some shots at him. Right. And the Huskies got a power play. Like right away. Uh and on the power play, and I said it before the game, I, I said the one thing that Northern needs to, to do is is throw pucks at this guy's pads, and he'll kick rebounds out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you said that on the show on Wednesday. Exactly what happened. Kicked a big rebound, and I think it was Matt Graham who was, like, in the spot, but before he could, you know, as the puck was coming to him, somebody reached back and tipped his stick, and the puck slid under his stick. He gets a hold of that one. It's 2 nothing Northern, because he had a wide-open net to shoot it into. Right. It's 2 nothing Northern, and, and you go, woulda, coulda, shoulda. But as it was, late in the period, there was a minute 21 left in the first period when the DJ Ghoulie show started. (laughs) And he scored to tie the game at one, and that was the start of a natural hat trick. Now, if you don't know hockey lingo, a natural hat trick is when a player scores three uninterrupted goals. Right. Nobody from the other team scores. Nobody from his own team scores. It's just Ghoulie, 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 three in a row. And that's what happened. Seven minutes into the second period, Gooley gets his second goal, and that's kind of when the cracks started to show. Um, and, and Northern stopped really getting chances for a while and and struggled offensively, struggled to get the puck in deep and get possession of it. And Gooley got another one at 11-34 uh, on a power play uh, to make it 3-1, to one, and you're like, uh-oh. This doesn't look good because the Huskies, like, by this point, the Huskies are really struggling to generate offense, and and we've seen seen them in the season uh, have games like this where it's like if they can't get any shots, two goals is a big mountain to climb. But then for whatever reason, I don't know if it's because she's a girl, but some of these guys are just stupid, okay? They went after Brie Larson. And they crossed Becca. or Becca Larson. I'm sorry. And they cross checked her down. Brie Larson is an actress. Yeah. Uh, they cross checked her down onto the ice and took just a, a stupid penalty. Why? Why do that? What game was it? It was what
2: the was it the district or the regional semifinals that that happened to? Or uh, it's like
1: why? She's a player, and she she actually plays really hard and, and really gritty, but the guy went after her. Don't know why. Maybe he wanted a phone number. I don't know. Uh, but he took a dumb penalty and it opened the door. And Silas Clink got a goal with two seconds left in the period, again, on a play that I thought, you know, make a save. Mm-hmm. He kind of knuckleballed the shot just under the crossbar with the I mean, stand up and catch the puck. The kid's flopping down on his knees, and, like, he, he kind of played it into a goal. Right. And, and I'm thinking it's 3-2 two after 2. Like, at this point, Northern's getting outplayed, and they're not r- really in the game. But I'm also thinking, man, in the third period, get some shots. You're going to score on this guy. And it just never happened. And Lance Cruz North came out in the third period, um, and they put it away in the first three minutes. Mm-hmm. 22 seconds in, Cade Ringstad scores on a power play that was set up by Gouley. So now that's four straight points by Gouley. Right. Um,
2: and this is when I got home and tuned in, right as you said, back of the net, it's four to two. Yeah. Uh,
1: and, and that, uh, it was a beautiful, you know one circle to the other pass, one-timer kind of a thing. So if you want someone to blame for what happens next, blame
2: me because this is what I yeah. started listening.
1: Well, then Northern gets a power play. Like Again, they're going to open the door for you mm-hmm. and try to let you back in, but that completely backfired because then Gooley raced in and scored a, a kind of a breakaway goal on a backhand to make it um, – 5-2 at that point, and that happened at 136. So now it was a 3-2 game when the period started and a minute 36 into the period. You're now down three goals. You're still on the power play, but then what happens? Luke Naki gets a breakaway and scores at 313, and they got two shorthanded goals on the same penalty kill, and now you're down 6-2, to two, Right. and at this point, Northern's not going to get four goals and catch up, and at the 10-minute mark, uh, Alex Harrison got a goal to make it 7-2, to two. so they had a four-goal third period to make what was a one-goal game going into the third a five-goal hockey game. So, I mean, you could make the argument, well, it was a close game through two. I'm going to make the argument that I thought middle of the second period, Lance Cruz North took over, and even though it was 3-2 to two at the end of two, This one, to me, felt like a 7-2 hockey game, and that's not an attack on Northern. I really like this Northern team, and I'm really excited about next year. I mean, obviously, you lose Logan Sheffer, and that was the worst part about it. Uh, Logan Sheffer doesn't deserve to end his high school career in a game where seven goals get scored on him because not a single goal was his fault. Yeah, you, Not a single goal did he really have a chance You on. were saying that just it was
2: – he was on an island every time they scored. And he actually stopped it from being worse.
1: Yeah, there was a two-on-nothing breakaway that he stopped in the second period. I think it was the second period that he made that save. And it was their shooters. Like, mm-hmm. that's, that's the thing. When they got a chance, it seemed to always be the two guys – I mean, Rinkstad's got 27 goals and 60-something points – and with four goals, Gooley's got thirty-nine goals this year. And and those are the guy like every time, oh, it's a point blank chance in the slot or a cross crease pass for a dunk into the empty net. It was always their big shooters. Yeah. Like it, it's it's never Schnurdly, who hasn't scored a goal this year and panics. It's always it was always their sharpshooters and they were they were shooting darts. Um so that's where I feel bad because Logan Sheffer didn't lose this game for Northern. He didn't have a chance to win it for Northern um, it, it is really what it is. And had Northern had the chances on the other kid, they would have won the game 13-7. to 7. Yeah, that's like – I don't know what's – go- I don't know what the, the game is going to be like Saturday against Catholic Central for Lance Cruz Unified, but – But if they don't get any goaltending, Catholic Central is going to beat them and maybe embarrass them, Um, which is a shame because Unified's got a good team. Yes. So
2: Northern season comes to an end, kind of goes out with a whimper. A very talented team, but at times their offense would disappear and it disappeared at the worst possible time. But
1: here's the thing. They're very small up front, but these kids are going to start growing into their bodies this summer and watch out. I like Kyron Bruno. He mm-hmm. finished the season strong. He had a good playoff. He had points in every playoff game uh, during the uh, re- the regional. He's got great hands. Um, I like Kyron Bruno. I like Silas Klink. That was actually his first goal this season, but he's a puck-moving defenseman. He had a goal and an assist in this game. I like Silas Klink a lot, um, and they've got a whole bunch of Graham is coming back. Um, they've, they've got some young, good players at Northern. The question is, is who's going to be the goalie next year? Yep. So um, that, that's going to be their biggest area. And they, they lose, you know, Nolan Johnston, uh, I thought, had a great year this year. He was a fun player to watch over his career because each year you saw him get better and better and better. And he was top-notch this year. Uh, and a guy that I I really enjoyed uh, watching. So um, there's some some good stuff though happening there with some of those young players. They're gonna have some good players next year. Yes. So uh, all right. Anything
2: else on Northern hockey before we move on to girls basketball district semifinals?
1: Yeah. Well, uh, we'll we'll take a, a little break here and then we'll come back and we'll, we'll start in on the basketball and it's gonna be basketball heavy from here to the finish line.
3: All right.
2: and they stock tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, and more. Give them a call today at 810-364-4700. Marys or Goodyear, where your satisfaction is our guarantee.
7: Looking for that perfect first vehicle for your kid's sweet 16? Maybe you just want a quality vehicle at a fair price. Whatever your needs are, Jepson Car Company will take care of you. Located at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair, Jepson has a wide variety of pre-owned vehicles that can fit your budget. With a great selection for first-time car buyers, check out their website at jepsoncarco.com. That's jepson car Or give them a call at
4: 810-662-3048 to find the perfect ride. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools.
7: Magna International is North America's largest auto supplier and now calls the Blue Water Area home. Our new plant, located on Range Road in St. Clair, will have great opportunities for all members of the community. Named to Fortune Magazine's world most Admired companies two years in a row, Magna offers many different career opportunities. Wages start from $17 and up. magna.com forward slash careers to apply today again magna.com forward slash careers to join our team and create the future of mobility together
0: if you're not listening to get stuck on sports.com that's a personal foul your kids your schools your sports
1: all right welcome back dennis and brady tri-county equipment get stuck on sports uh, podcast um, and we'll uh, get into now the uh, girls' basketball uh, districts, which uh, started on uh, Monday, and they were into the uh, semifinals on uh, Wednesday. And um, I'm going to start real quick with, with D1. Uh, Dakota beat Port Huron High 57-39 in the third meeting between these two teams. This one ended up uh, not being as close as the first two. I'm wondering how much pH was maybe out of gas after Monday's Overtime game with Anchor mm-hmm. Bay. Uh, I mean, Julia Gilbert scored 16, so that sounds like that's a pretty good effort. I- Ileana Williams had uh, 10, but uh, Gilbert like put the team on her back on right. Monday, and you really wonder how much was left in the tank against the Dakota team that can just keep throwing good players at you. And was fresh. And was fresh. Uh, sat and watched Monday's game, probably cheering loudly for Anchor Bay. Um, and then you had Lance Cruz North. I, again, um, they might have the, the best player in the state or certainly one of the best players yes. in the state and Brooke Daniels. And they have other players that go with her. And they beat Northern 59-38. Uh, to 38. Jersey McGregor, 14 points, 17 rebounds. Abby Lanchute had uh, 12. Jersey McGregor, last five games of her career, averaged 14 points, 18.4 rebounds. She had 70 points and 92 boards in her last five games. That's
2: sick. That is racing through the finish line. Unfortunately, uh, that district, always one of the toughest ones in the state. And a new PH, if they won, we're probably going to have to get through Lonskrew's North, which after the week they had, they'd have been running on fumes. Northern, we mentioned it would have been an upset. McGregor did what she could, but Northern's a young team, and this is a game that hopefully prepares them for, in a year or two, they win this one.
1: Yeah, yeah. There is the question, though, of uh, where the size is going to come from mm-hmm. for them next year, but they have probably five young players. Have five freshmen. Who are going to be pretty good. Like, yes. Falco's going to be good, uh, and I think uh, – Eastman and Nichols, Nichols and both Ramos. are going to be good, and both Ramos are going to be good. So um, there is there is some good stuff coming for Northern over the next few years, I think. Yes.
2: All right, let's get to the games I was at. Marysville played the early contest in their game. Uh, they took on St. Clair for the third time, and through the first half, it looked like Kind of what we expected between these two teams. Saint Clair couldn't score in the second quarter. They they just couldn't get it done. They were down at the half. 25. <clears throat> Excuse me, to 12. They scored just six points in both of the first two quarters. Kara Miller hit three threes in the second quarter, and this was all done with Caitlin Kane picking up her second foul in the end of the first quarter and sitting on the bench. Third quarter comes around, and St. Clair isn't going away. They cut it from a 13 point deficit to a five point deficit. Marysville score just four points in the third. I haven't seen their offense disappear like that in months. St. Clair came out kicking and screaming, not letting their season end. They got it to 34-31. A Sky Gottler banks in a three. St. Clair fans going nuts on the other end. Play ran. Kane gets the ball off an elevator screen straight away. Three. Bang. 37-31. Thank you for coming. You're not coming back. St. Clair, uh, A little while later, still down six. Maddie Cole has it, drives baseline. Now, where we are at Marysville, we are on the end for the home bench. So, uh, I guess that's technically the north side of the gym. Yeah. This play was on the south end. Cole drives baseline, goes up for a shot. There's a whistle. Ball goes in. I call it an and one. But the officials, they did this all night. They took an extra, like, two seconds to call the charge. Like, they'd blow the whistle, pause, hand on the head, charge. So it went from, oh, St. Clair's got it back to three to Marysville gets the ball back. Saints, they played their heart out in the second half. They just couldn't put four quarters together and that's what cost them they'd only score two more points the rest of the way 42 33 marysville beats st Clair. kane ended with 12 kara miller had seven it was sky Gottler and aaron saros each had seven for st Clair. um yeah this i mean it's the same problem that st Clair had all season long they just couldn't put they they didn't score enough in the first half yeah that third quarter was excellent but they just were so up and down and marysville hit a lull but hey survive in advance but saints team that was talented just they just never had that go-to score like sky Gottler is a very nice player she's more of a facilitator get the ball in the right spots they just didn't have anyone that with the game on the line gotta have it they I mean, you could make an argument four different girls could get the ball for them, and no one had that, I guess, takeover mentality. Yeah,
1: you know, I I love the balanced offenses, but I also love having a kid on your team that wants the ball in the clutch and that you know can get you a basket. Yes. So
2: Marysville moves on to the finals, which they played the early game, and you asked me this, I think, off the air a week ago. You go, if you were the home – District site, if you were hosting the districts and your team was playing, would you want the first or second game? I personally want the nightcap. Keep it as normal as possible. You play after the JVs, play at 7 o'clock. Marysville, guess just wanted to get the game done. So they're they're watching as Marine City takes on Algonac. And Algonac, they play hard. They're a fun team to watch, but they just don't have enough offense to get it done and they kept it close through the first half of the first quarter marine city went up 13 to 4 Algonac just couldn't score enough it was 20 to 7 at half Dietland had 8 for marine city at that point 25 11 again you're not going to win any games because defensively Algonac was playing all right this is a marine city team that has put up high 50, 60 points,
1: yeah. somewhat consistently. I was going to so- say, through three quarters, you held them to 25 points. That's great, but again, if you're only going to score 11. 11- right. That's, I mean, you're asking basically for out four buckets a quarter.
2: And give credit to Marine City. Their defense is swarming. They don't give the uh, the Muskrats any room to work. Fourth quarter was back and forth. um and Marine City ended up winning 38-24. Both defenses kind of relaxed. Uh, Common and Dietlin each ended with 10. Blanchard had 9. Ella Stevenson ended uh, her season with 10 points. Marine City, I think, was maybe looking past Algonac a little bit since they beat them by 24, and they beat them by 14 this time. They were never in any danger of losing this game, but it's kind of funny. Both teams that won... I guarantee you the talk was after the game, if you play like that Friday, you'll lose. Yeah. And they both got to Friday. Um, it's, it should be a lot of fun because Marine City has put together two good halves against Marysville, the second half of the first meeting and the first half of the second meeting. But the other two, the start of the first game and the end of the second game were disastrous for the Mariners maybe it's a credit to marysville getting teams off balance but marine city's going to have to play a lot better we'll talk about that in the third segment when we preview all the district finals but marysville marine city 3 coming up tonight
1: uh and and yeah again like if if these two teams aren't ready for each other at this point and aren't like up for this game there's something wrong and and we need to take a few pulses to make sure everything's okay. Uh, All right. Out at uh, Imlay City, things have so far been going as planned. Um, Yale had a little bit of trouble with Crosslex, 28 to 22 in a very low scoring uh, game, but Yale gets it done. Uh, Crosslex got competitive down the stretch. Like you Go look at their games and their scores. They won a few and like People stopped blowing them out um, at a certain point, and so again,
2: they were never a bad like a a team where you go, "What is going on? Why are they like?" They had talent; they just couldn't put the ball in the hoop. And again, you hold Yale to twenty-eight; they score, and they couldn't against Croslex. But the Pioneers also couldn't get anything on the score. Yeah,
1: I mean, Yale's Yale's got uh, Griffith, and and she can score twenty by herself. Yes. So to hold them to 28, that's a good showing because they they do. They have a a good team. And then Emily City does what Emily City does uh, because Armada, again, this is a good basketball team, young but good, 66 to 27. Emily City just enforcing their will and going, we're the best team here, everybody forget about it.
2: Yes, you'll get to see them – try to put a coronation on it tonight when they take on Yale. By the way, the reason we had this flipped on last week's sh- or last episode show is the state had the times flipped because MLA City, what I mentioned before, they're at home. They wanted to play the late game, so they were game one, but they were playing in the game two time slot, and that's why we had the matchup mixed up last time.
1: Well, we also had two sheets of paper. One yes. sheet had it right and the other sheet had it flipped. Um, so whatever. Big deal. So I doubt anybody even remembered it.
2: Yale playing MLA City. MLA City's beat them twice. We'll talk again. We'll talk about it more next segment. But Spartans looking to win another district title, put another trophy in that trophy case.
1: All right. Uh, some other games. Goodrich beat North Branch forty-eight to thirty-seven. Uh, and I don't believe we have anybody else left in uh, that uh, no, group. North, North Branch That's was local. the only North team. North we Branch is our only local about. team there. Um. Although Goodrich is potentially a team that could matter in the next rounds. Yes. Um. New Haven beat Clintondale 32 to 16, while Mount Clemens beat Memphis 59 to 43. So it's Mount Clemens and New Haven in the uh, final uh, there tonight at Memphis. And we were kind of thinking Mount Clemens was the team to beat there, so they'll get New Haven tonight. Sandusky beat Brown City 44-15. to 15. Emmy Bender and Jenna Steeb each had eight points, and then they had girls with seven points, girls with six points, girls with five points. Mean, As they just, do. It was your typical Sandusky uh, performance. Uh, so they get the uh, win uh, there, and uh, Sandusky will not face Kingston in the final tonight. No. Because there was an upset. So that's interesting there. Um, Cardinal Mooney. Beat uh, New Haven uh, Merritt 50-16, to 16. okay? Cardinal Mooney girls are not used to winning games by 34 points. No. <laughs> so They did this last year, they, too. They, they, did had, this they last struggled year a bit too. and then turned it on in the postseason. Yeah, they, they were a team that, like, I don't even know if we talked about their district last year because they struggled so much, yeah. and they ended up in the regionals, and they've got a chance to do it again here. Uh, Dryden beat Peck. 42 to 27 was the uh, score in uh, that one. Uh, and uh, so Dryden will move on to play Genesee Christian in the final. Deckerville over Carsonville, Port Sandlick, 40 to 25 and Deckerville will advance to the final tonight to play Ubley, who beat North Huron 31 to 24. So a Deckerville Ubbly game could be uh, some uh, fun uh, on a, a Friday night. Uh, and that's over at CPS. All right. And those are all the scores.
2: Let's roll this all into one Marysville, Marine City. Dennis, I'll be there tonight, but what are your thoughts on this game? Talked about how Marine City has struggled to put together a complete game against the Vikings. Marysville struggled a bit against St. Clair. What are you feeling going into this?
1: Um, my feeling is is that until Marine City shows me they can beat Marysville, I have to favor Marysville in this game. These are very similar teams. Um, but what Marysville has is uh, is Kane, the girl at the end that if it's 40 to 40 and we need a bucket, you can give the ball to Caitlin Kane, and you have a better than good chance of getting the bucket you need. Who's that person for Marine City? Because they've got players. I mean, I like Marine City a lot. I could give you three different names. Yeah, but but are you sure they're going to make that shot for you? Are you sure it's going to happen, Marine City? Even when they win which is more times than they lose what well, they've only got four losses this year right yes this this is a really good basketball team but in every game i see them they have a stretch where they go four or five minutes and nothing happens and that's
2: more less to, or for me less to do with hitting the game winner or hey we haven't scored in 3 minutes i'm going to get us out of the slump where you can run a go-to play, and they yeah, that's what you said, they go away. And for Marine City, you're playing Marysville. Marysville thrives on that. They'll get the turnovers. They'll score in transition. They'll pressure you. Marine City disappeared for almost two quarters last time. From the end of the second to midway through the fourth, they did not score a point.
1: Yeah, that, that against some teams – You can have a a drought like that, and they only score four to eight points against you. If you have a five-minute drought against Marysville, they're going to put you in the rearview mirror. They're going to take advantage of it. And that's what they did.
2: They absolutely dominated that game. I think you, you talk about Kane. Maybe the most underrated player we've seen all year is Kara Miller. Yeah. She hits threes. At the most opportune time for the Vikings, she took over the second quarter against St. Clair. She's their primary ball handler. She is unbelievable for Marysville. And that's the one you kind of focus on, Kane, focus on Kane. And next thing you know, two triples go in, and instead of being down four, you're down double digits.
1: Yeah. And again, they get points off of turnovers and mistakes, and they get themselves easy baskets. And that gives you confidence. You score a few buckets easy, then the tough shots don't, you know, you're confident, you think, oh, I can make this. Um, and, again, Marine City is a really good team, but they're going to have to beat Marysville before I'm going to pick them. Yeah. Uh, and, and I and I do. You, you know I'm a big Jocelyn Dietland fan yes. and Jade Blanchard. I saw Jade Blanchard score 32 in a game this season. They've got players, um, but they're streaky. Comment sometimes she'll stand out there and knock down a couple of uh, threes and then she won't score again the rest well, of the game. It's funny. Janie Ferron. It's funny you mentioned that. I think Common in the last time these two teams played
2: had seven right off the rip and I think ended with seven or nine. You gotta have that. You gotta get probably 10 from Chloe Austin, yeah. 10 from Blanchard. You don't need one girl to score all these points. You just need to slow Marysville down enough. Don't let them get out and transition and that starts with protecting the basketball volkman austin blanchard whoever's bringing the ball up for them can't give them easy buckets because that you, you can see caitlin kane like a mongoose sitting in the weeds waiting to jump out and and get that that loft pass across and yeah just don't let that happen and you
1: give yourselves a chance and both these teams can score but because of the way they play defense First team to 40 wins? Maybe. And
2: the other thing, and this is going to sound cliche, but yeah, you have to hit some threes because Marysville sits in a zone and at Marine City struggles to get the ball inside in the zone. How do, oh, The easiest way to beat a zone? Start hitting some threes. But, and
1: again, they have some kids that can knock them yes. down. Yes. So it's, it's very intriguing, but so far in the first two meetings, Marysville's always had the answer. Like the, the the it's a heavyweight bout, and they each land some jabs. But it's it's been Marysville the first two times that have had the big right cross.
2: Yeah, and last time they played, it felt like Marine City. They felt like they were playing well. They felt like they were playing well, doing things right. But then a but then a, a b- bucket at the end of the first. Okay, they're only up one. At the end of the half, Ava Grant gets a steal after Anna Oles hits a three. Instead of being down, I think they were down one. They're down six now at the half, and you could just see they were just dejected. Like, we played so well for the first 16 minutes that when we're down by six, or I think it was either six or four, they went from winning to down four, down one to down six, in like, just like that. And they're, you could just tell they were a little downtrodden, and that's the other thing. When you get down for a minute or two, because that will happen in this game, don't let a minute or two of bad play turn into a quarter of bad play. Yeah.
1: All right, so this is the game that Brady will be at. I'll be down the road at Emily City, Emily City-Yale uh, tonight. And, again, no disrespect to Yale. I really like this basketball team. Um, I really like Griffith and Martin, and they've got they've got a couple of uh, really good basketball players. But, kids, Emily City's on another level right now. Um, they just beat a really good Armada team by a million. Uh, And I just think Emily Emily City wants to flex their muscle in this district because they're already making plans for the trip to the regional.
2: Yes. Yes. It's going to be in a familiar gym for them, Ortonville-Brandon, where they lost the quarterfinal a year ago. Let me ask you this, because teams seem to go one of two ways with this. When there is a Goliath in a conference – BWAC has a perfect example in both boys and girls, Cross-Lex and MLA City. Some teams take it as a challenge and will throw their best shot at them every single time, will not come in scared. Sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. I think the best example is every time I've seen Armada play Cross-Lex, they've never played scared. They've never played timid. Granted, they've gotten blown out a few of those times. But they've also, outside of the one Richmond game, have come the closest to knocking them off. Other teams do play timid. They play scared. It's almost like they feel like they have to make a perfect game that they can't make a mistake and they try to do everything too perfect. And I guess if you want to use a hockey or baseball example, you're gripping the bat too tight, gripping the stick too tight, something like that. And trying to play too perfect yes, leads to mistakes. And they almost make them bigger than what they are. They make it this this mountain when they're, they're really good, but it's not that big of a summit to climb.
1: Hey, there's two ways you can go at this tonight if you're Yale. If you're Yale, you can go, we got nothing to lose. Nobody's picking us. Nobody thinks we're going to win. So just go out there loosey-goosey and have some fun. Problem with that is, is Emily City's so good that while you're having fun, they're beating you 80-20. to 20. And that's the thing. They also can press, and they will force turnovers.
2: And Mary Langeman I we don't give her enough credit for just how fast she is. She gets out on the fast break, and it seems like she's past everyone and getting a layup, getting a three. And there's really no one single thing to stop. Like, okay, Marysville. Don't let Miller get open for three. Pack the lane for Kane and try to make sure. And okay, if someone else beats us at that point, you tip your cap. For MLA City, yeah, you try to stop Mary Langeman, but she can shoot it from three if she needs to. She'll go in the block and post up. She'll get a rebound and outlet and outrun you down the court. That's the tough part. And they have such a big supporting cast that at any point, either 40, the other two Langamans, Dakota Deal, can go off for 10, 15 points, and you can't really circle one of the other ones on the scouting report.
1: Yeah, no, and then the other way you can approach it is, Yale, as try to win the tap and then take three minutes to take your first shot. You know, yeah, the only kind problem with you that. You can keep the score low and, and whatever, but still, you're, you're... The only problem with that is you have to trust everyone
2: to not turn it over when emily yeah. city because they're not going to sit in a zone no they're now gonna if the ball, city they're wanted to do that them. they could because mary was going to sit in probably their one two two zone and sit back and if as much as we hate it it's a perfectly legitimate strategy because as a coach you're thinking what's the best way to win hey sit there we'll limit possessions guess what if we win it 12 to 10 it's
1: the same as winning a district 62 to 60 Yeah, it it counts the same way. It might not be as fun to watch, but in certain situations, it might be your best chance to have a shot to win. I just don't think there's – I just think Emily City is up here. I know you can't see this because we're audio, but they're up here, and everybody else in the BWAC is about here, and that's a big gap. Yes. So, um, good luck to Yale, but I just think Emily City is going to win this game. But I still want you to listen because I'll be there. And, hey – You've seen bigger upsets.
2: You saw a really good Portion Northern team years ago lose to what you look back as the start of what the PH program Yeah, well, yeah, thought.
1: that's like uh, when when that game happened, when, when this is what, 2016 up, upset Northern, 16 like we, we talked about that game like, oh, no, there's no way Northern can lose this game. PH would have to do this, this, this. Somebody would have to score 40 points, and that's not going to happen. And yet, PH won the game. Yes. So uh, another district
2: final. One we didn't expect, but maybe it will benefit Sandusky. Instead of having to play Kingston, they were upset by Millington, 30-28. to And now Sandusky is taking on Millington in Sandusky, which is a bit of a bus ride, isn't it?
1: Um, it's just a little bit of a ways to go yeah, for a M- district. M- Mill- Millington, it, it's it's kind of a straight shot, but it's – it's a while. I mean, it's a straight shot to Flint, too, and it still takes an hour. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, uh, you know, I think Millington has to, to come up one road and then come Either way, across. the but point it, I'm making th- is are they're, they're driving for an hour tonight, and Sandusky's yeah. not.
2: Sandusky has home court advantage uh, in a against a team that they're much more favored to win than I think they were against Kingston. This upset, you think, might help sandusky but sometimes you get a team that's just on a magical run and i'm hoping this isn't the case with millington
1: well you know millington came into this district eight and twelve and they're 10 and 12 now and they beat marlette and they beat kingston you know marlette was nine and eleven kingston was 16 and four and it was a team that i saw regionals last year and Who had played
2: quality good. opponents. Yeah. They didn't sit up there and beat up on Akron-Fairgrove and owendale Gage
1: Town, and Caseville. Like, they played big-time
3: the, opponents.
1: Looking at that score, doesn't it make you think that Millington probably slowed that game down and yes. frustrated Kingston? Um, for trying to give you some comparisons for Millington, they beat
2: North Branch 43-36. Uh, there's really not a whole lot else lot to look at they only beat unionville seaboeing 36 28 like they're very up and down i'm trying to give you their best wins um to give you a comparison and there's really no one else they kind of stayed out west um but yeah 10 and 12 you feel like it would be a huge upset if sandusky lost
1: yes oh definitely well at this point they're 21 and all I feel like even a good team beating them is an upset. And Sandusky has a legitimate shot
2: at making a quarterfinal this year.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, So Sandusky, Millington. And again, I think Sandusky is the heavy favorite here. But Millington is kind of a wild card because we just don't know a whole lot about them. Speaking of teams we don't know
2: a whole lot about, Parkway Christian plays Cardinal Mooney in a girls' district final. Dennis Mooney- played really well they haven't won a whole lot of games but they did it
1: last year can they do it again this is interesting because nobody in this district had a winning record this year parkway has the best record at eight and nine then Merritt was seven and ten and mooney was two and 14 and mooney beat Merritt by 34 points yeah it was 50 to 50 to 16. 16 so who knows here um Mooney beat him last year. I'm sure Parkway Christian remembers that. So maybe a little grudge match here, but Mooney can also go into it and say, hey, we beat these guys last year. Let me give you the eight wins
2: for Parkway Christian. And the more I look at this, the more I think it might be Mooney. Kimball New Life, New Haven Merritt, Brighton Cheryl Stockwell Prep. I didn't know that existed. I did. Lutheran Westland, Bloomfield Hills Ropaire. Roper. Roper, whatever. Again, another school that eight people know it exists and seven of them go there. Roper's
1: been around for a long time. New Haven
2: Merritt, again. Brighton, Sheryl Crow, Stockwell Prep, and Lutheran Westland. Those are their wins. Dennis. That's their league. Out of the people that listen to us, I bet you 90% of them haven't heard of any of those schools outside of maybe Kimball New Life. Mooney can pull this off
1: again and go back to a regional semifinal. I won't say, say that they can't. I know that Mooney plays a tougher schedule. Much in the tougher Catholic schedule. League. So, yeah,
2: that's just wanted to throw that out there that 8 and 9 doesn't look the same because when we talk about the boys' district next week, Mooney's district has another, I don't want to say fraud, but fraud in it when you look at their record. And then the last re- or district final Deckerville and Ubley, two good girls teams up in the thumb we'll get one of them and i believe that the winner of that plays the winner of no they don't they're indifferent uh they'll be with moody and parkway christian i think it was the boys i was looking at that they could play someone
1: i I like uh i like deckerville in this one ugly beating north huron is actually like records wise it was an upset Mm -hmm. ugly only had uh eight wins going into this game uh, and North Huron went 12 and 7 this year, but again, it's a question of how much better is competition in the GTC East that Upli plays over what North Huron's playing in the NCTL. I think they're in the stripes, um, and, and we'll see. Deckerville's 16 and 4, so if we go based on records, Deckerville's the favorite here. And I know that Mike Gallagher uh, said that they've got some really good players. There, so we'll we'll see. But again, is Ubley's eight and fourteen record a little bit better than that? Because they're playing two. We know two of their losses are Sandusky, right? You know, and they're also clashing with Memphis and Brown City and and those teams, uh, Marlette, so Harbor Beach. Um, So, is Ubley's record not that bad? Um and is Deckerville's inflated? You know what? We'll find out tonight.
2: All right. So we did have boys basketball this we week. We did have boys basketball Another this week. Another fun slate of games yesterday that really um, nothing really surprised us, but there was a huge milestone hit last night. All right, and we'll talk about
1: that in just a moment.
2: And they stock tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, and more. Give them a call today at 810-364-4700. Marys O'Goodyear, Goodyear, where your satisfaction is our guarantee.
3: This is Nash Phillips. I'm a class of 2022 senior and varsity football player at Port Huron High. As a Port Huron School student, I get to experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region.
6: If
0: you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports.
1: All right, lots of boys. Basketball was uh, played uh, last night as uh, we uh, wrapped up the uh, regular uh, season. The boys' district start on Monday. Uh, Brady, you had the Northern Marysville uh, game, which, again, on paper didn't look like much, but this season – Lots of things happen when Northern plays because they got this kid named Tyler Jameson. Yes,
2: yes, they do. And honestly, this game was kind of sloppy. Neither team got into a rhythm, and you'd say, well, how does that happen when there was over 100 points scored? Um, it was just a weird game. Senior night for Marysville, they came out playing hard. They were leading, like, I think 9-5. to five. Northern got the first five points, and then Marysville scored nine straight, and you're like, all right, Marysville giving it a little bit of a uh, shock to Northern system. Jameson wasn't scoring a lot at first, and then Northern did what they did. They got going. They eventually won 63-42, but that's not the headline. The headline in the game is after he scored 19 points, Tyler Jameson, in just three seasons, one of which was shortened by COVID, is now the all-time leading scorer at Port here on Northern. He passed Joel Weimer, and he now has, I believe, 1100, 1,198 or ninety-nine points all time, which is an absolutely absurd number to do in realistically just over two and a half seasons. Yeah. Because if he didn't lose the second season to COVID, he would have passed it weeks ago. And would probably be on pace for a two thousand point career, which would
1: get you in the MHSA record books. Absolutely. Yeah. The the, the only thing that's going to stop and maybe it won't stop him. <laughs> maybe he'll get there well, anyways.
2: You have to average forty a game next year, a
1: little on. Well, to I mean get there. He, he's gonna play at least a playoff game this yeah, year. True. And he and, and maybe more, you know. You never know. Their season uh, – basically what I'm saying is their season ain't over yet this year, mm-hmm. and he's already the leading scorer, and, and, you know, and I don't know. If if there's one kid that, that I think could score 40 a game <laughs> by next year, it might be him.
2: Yeah, and I will say this for Marysville. They did actually one of the better jobs I've seen of slowing him down – There were times you could tell he wanted to just get to the lane, and Marysville did a good job helping. What did they do? They sagged off. They were focusing on not letting him get to the paint. If you wanted to get an outside shot, it was easier to create separation, but not letting him get uncontested in the lane. That said, I think he had three and ones in the game (laughs) and a handful of assists, two to Luke Maher right away, who hit a couple of threes, which... Blows a big hole in the plan when someone else is out there shooting threes. But that's kind of what you have to do. Uh, Luke Maher ended with 11. For Marysville, Cole Bowman with 12. And Dennis, a JV call-up. Makai Radford had eight and was maybe their best ball handler last night. He's just a freshman. And I'm looking through the roster. I'm going, who's that kid? Find out. Played on JV most. Of, he actually started the year on the freshman team for I think two games. Got called up to JV, and now at the end of the season has been playing with varsity. And Dennis, he is a pretty nice young ball handler. Marysville has a lot of good young guards. They just can't all get on the court at the same time.
1: Yeah. Well, this this is fun though. Um, for for Marysville again. Let's face it. This has been a tough year for them um and and they've had some some games that uh, i know Uh, i'm surprised coach shunk still has hair well Um. does he uh and and you know to to see though that there are some guys that you know you you know that a bleak stretch isn't going to be for a long time right like like the the, the uh, i i bet they're they're at least a 500 team next year
2: yes they have a lot of nice players coming back that said they're not thinking about next year they're thinking about possibly pulling off an upset against marine city
1: which that's an interesting that matchup intrigues me because we'll get that can go a lot of ways
2: next monday yeah. show we are going to nerd out on some of these games cause that is one of the more interesting matchups in the opening round. There,
1: there is a wide spectrum of things that could happen in that yes, game. Yes, there is.
2: You, you were at another game. Yeah, uh,
1: real quick, uh, in the MAC, New Haven 82, Lamphere 35. I thought I'd throw that in there because you hate Lamphere. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I was at Richmond Armada last night, um, and the final is 71-57. to 57. So it ended up being a 14-point game, but but folks, there was 20-plus points separating these two teams most of the night. Um, I, I I don't the the score at the end of the first was 27 to 10. Richmond, they just came out at a different speed. I I mean, it was it was like they went over to Mooney. And they cloned five Trent Rices, put them in little Flash costumes, and let them run around the court. <laughs> they were just a blur in the first quarter. Haskins, Thompson, Stevens, Graham, uh, Sebastian Mays was sprinting up and down the court. He can get up and down. And, and, and he had 12 in the first quarter, and finished with 19 last night. Haskins had nine in the first quarter and finished with 23. Uh, Trey Graham ended up with 10 points in the game. They were just accelerating and running by Armada guys. Uh, Armada in the first half looked like they were standing in mud, um, and, and Richmond looked like they were at a track meet. That's are, made, are Richmond's bread and
2: butter. They want to outrun you. They want to get into a track meet. Look at some teams they've done it to. Mooney was a good example of getting it. defense, turning into offense. Missed shot, outlet, boom, we're out to the races. To, to kind of stifle Richmond, you want to try to get them in as many half-court sets as possible. But even then, you said they were they, running the pick-and-roll they, game. They,
1: wow. they, they did some pick-and-rolls with Mays. They, they, they cut... Um, to the basket better than a lot of teams. Uh, and, and they get guys like you're, you're looking at uh, a Haskins or a Stevens thinking, I got to get up on this guy and, and, and defend him, and they'll throw a bullet pass inside, uh, and there's somebody standing off to the side of the basket laying it up and laying it in, you know, Bartolomucci, Rajewski, um, Mays. Uh, it, it it doesn't seem to matter. The, the, they get a lot of easy buckets while they're running around, and they get a lot of easy buckets because you are trying to stop them mm-hmm. from running around. And the other thing about Richmond that s- sometimes it works against them because they'll turn the ball over a little more than they probably should. But they take risks. Yes, they take risks. If you are a little, they're like a football team and their guys are like quarterbacks. If you're a little bit ahead of your defender, they'll chuck the ball all the way down the court to see if you can catch it and get the layup. Yes. Um, So they're an interesting team. They're also an interesting team because then in the second half, Armada kind of controlled the tempo, but by that point they were down by 23, and they just couldn't come back all the way. But Armada actually won the second half by nine points. Yeah, you said they had a chance to – Make it a sing- like make it an they interesting had game. Three straight trips with about three minutes to go. They had three straight trips where, if they score, they cut it to single digits. They were down ten, and all three times they couldn't make the shot, and and so they they just couldn't get back in. I like our made up, but the one thing is they need a guy that's a threat beyond the arc. Mm-hmm. Um, they did not make a three pointer last night. They didn't even really try that many but um they got a really good game from camden coon he had 15 cody rollins that was the best game i'd seen him play this year he had 13 points um the Snezak didn't get going until late and finished with uh 10 um i kind of count nathan and justin chapman as one player (laughs) like and one had six and one had four so they got 10 from that position yeah um, and the good news for them is uh, Dougie uh, Noonkester played. Uh, he only had uh, two points. But you can see, you can see that there's a skill set there. Yes, and he, he needs he's to be a, healthy. He's a little rusty, and, yeah, and, and he's had injury issues. But if they can, he can be a wild card for them going into the playoffs. But, uh, I mean, I, I think Armada's got a good basketball team but Richmond just blitzkrieged them in the first quarter, really, Mm -hmm. and and first half and got up 23, and then that was just too big of a hole to crawl out of for the style that Armada plays because they're they're not really run and gunny, and like I say, they don't have the three-point shooters that can bomb them back into the game. No,
2: no. Armada is a team that needs the the lower scoring it is for Armada, usually the better. Uh, all right, M.L.A. City. They went to Algonac, fifty-four thirty, about what you expect. Algonac plays are made in the districts to start. M.L.A. City is at home. Their ultimate goal is to be the one that upsets the Pioneers. They yeah. get a first-round bye as well.
1: Yeah, Croslex sixty-five, North Branch twenty-five. Croslex goes twenty and zero in the regular season.
2: Second time in school history. Uh, it's, I mean. We kind of, once they had beaten Armada at home, we kind of went, all right. They're gonna do it, and now officially, official first undefeated season for Lance Campbell
1: in the record books. Well deserved. Here's the thing: is they went out on the road this week. Okay, so they had to win their last two away from home, and they won the week by seventy. Yes. They beat and Yale Yale's by at thirty Yale, at Yale, and they beat North Branch at North Branch by four. Which, all things equal,
2: Yale might be one of the toughest places in the BWAC to play.
1: Yeah, no that that's that's no joke, and Yale's not a bad basketball team. No, but Croslex yeah. is just at that other level. Yes, <laughs> and, and <laughs> that's all I can say about it's, it. Yeah, it's I am not going to go. The, the number for today is twenty and zero. Yeah, Bad Axe sixty, Marlette forty two. Cass City 51, Sandusky 30. Laker beat Ubley 61 to 50. So, uh, in the crossover games, the GTC uh, East lost to the GTC West last night. And kind of convincing. Yeah. Uh, and then the, the only other score that, uh, that we had from last night. Um, but there was another game, and maybe you got information on it. Um hate to blindside you. If you oh, didn't, Mooney? look up Mooney. I yeah, didn't see Mooney, Mooney score. Yeah, Mooney lost, uh, I believe, 62-56 was the final. Okay, uh, and Kingston beat Peck 52-42. I knew there was a Mooney game last night at uh, Divine Child, but I just didn't see anything about Yeah, the
2: final it. in that one was 64-56, excuse me. Okay. Brian Everhart had 19 points. Quentin Hilliker.
1: Double double,
2: 16 points, 14 boards. Trent Rice, 13 points for Mooney. They finished the season at 12 and 8. But that was a tough last game of the regular season.
1: I think it'll prepare them for the playoffs. I don't think they needed to play that to get ready for their district. <laughs> anyway, Sorry. <laughs> anyway,
2: um, Dennis, anything else before we remind everyone where we are tonight? Uh, that's all that I had. All right, I am at the district final at Marysville. The Vikings are taking on Marine City for the right to go to a regional semifinal. That game 7 o'clock on stream 2. Dennis, you are going out west and seeing the M.L.A. City District. They take on Yale. M.L.A. City looking to repeat the run from last year, and it starts with a district championship tonight if they can Hold off the upset-minded Yale Bulldogs. And, uh, again, 7 o'clock for both of those games on Stream 1 and Stream 2. All right, then we'll be back Monday to talk about the district finals and boys' districts get started on Monday. That's going to be a lot of fun.
1: All right, with that, I'm just going to say have a good weekend. From Port
2: Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to
0: Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.